Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to episode number 114 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. We have a great show today. Our theme is, get ready for it. Father's Day, 2018. Absolutely, Father's Day. It's an important day. So, what does your dad go by? What name does your dad go by? Is it Pops? Is it Daddy? Father? Maybe you call him your old man. Or, like many, perhaps you can't call him at all because... Maybe he's been absent from your life, either through life decisions or service in the military, or he may have gone home to heaven, as we Christians say. Whatever the circumstance and whatever your dad name for him is, we can't minimize the role he played in bringing you life. And hopefully, wisdom, love, playfulness, work ethic... Danny and I are both blessed to have had dads who instilled those qualities in us. And Danny is a living example of those things for our daughter, Cassie, whose husband, Jason, is now emulating for their daughter, Raylan. My own dad was a single father of four rowdy and rambunctious kids, me and my three brothers. He has since remarried a wonderful woman named Willene. And together, they now have seven children, a bunch of grandchildren, and one great-grandchild. But while my dad was single, and my siblings and I were all young, he was constantly trying to balance a job that could support all of us, handle the never-ending duties of being a head of household, and all the have-tos and obligations of adulthood and being a parent. But we were blessed that he still made time to play and be playful. He took time to coach our baseball teams, teach us how to fish, take us hunting, educate us about firearms. He involved us in the importance of how to do basic home and car repairs and even imparted a few cooking on a budget recipes that usually involved like fried Spam and Fritos. But he tried. (laughs) I have learned so much from my dad. If I am funny, and I think I am, just ask Dan. It's because of my dad finding the funny in literally everything. If I am a hard worker, and of that I'm pretty sure, it is because of watching my dad work extra days, weekends, and holidays. And if I am persistent, it is 
from watching the example that my dad set by pressing through and persevering through some very difficult and life-altering events that I won't share with you just now, but trust me that these are things that would have crushed a lesser man. I know that everyone's story is different, and not everyone has a dad like mine, but I am thankful that God did give me the one that I got. It is my hope, though, that even with all of our different experiences, that in my words today, you will be reminded of the good things that your dad or the person you see as your father figure brings into your life. My dad and I don't see each other or talk to one another as often as we should, and that may be the case with you and your dad too. When I do take time to call him, he always acts like he completely understands that my life is busy and so is his, but I know that he would like it if I did call more or visit more, which may sound similar to you and your dad as well. Here on Gun Freedom Radio, we are always talking about the importance of legacy and not only appreciating our forefathers, but also in instilling and teaching their values into the next generation. We are that conduit and that bridge between the past and the future. And when you think of it, we are actually honoring our dads constantly in the things that we teach our children and our children's children and the things we decide not to teach our kids, like why you never, ever, under any circumstances, ever pull dad's finger. (laughs) But in all seriousness, let's just take a few moments and consider all the dads, soon to be dads, stepdads, father figures, granddads, and great grandpas in our lives. If there is someone who you haven't connected with in a while, pick up the phone. I know that sounds like craziness because normal people just send texts, But the point is to call home, reconnect, right? Learn something new about how high that hill was that he walked barefoot in the snow both ways because if nothing else, you will want to have that story perfected when you tell it to your kids. Our dads, our fathers, and our forefathers always have something they are wanting to teach us. All we have to do is listen and learn each and every day, and especially on Father's Day. Dan? Well, Cheryl, seriously, pull my finger. <laughs> not No, come on. Not going to hey, happen. Maybe Ed will. No, Ed, don't do it. Don't. <laughs> And, and by the way, your dad did teach you a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. One thing he didn't teach you <laughs> is how to fish. What? I Unless he taught you, oh, don't touch that worm. Don't put the hook on it. <laughs> and I don't see your dad doing that. Because I've never seen you fish before that I didn't have to put the bait on for you and take the fish off the hook. Okay. So in fairness... Sometimes I play the girl card. No, I haven't gone fishing with your sometimes dad. Sometimes I do that. Like when it's time to clean my gun, sometimes I'm like, oh, honey, would you? So 
And I'm, then just, I go, I'm just letting you feel all big and strong. That's what have, it is. I have a secret. When you ask me to clean your gun for you, <laughs> hmm. I go to my shop and I go, oh, ultrasonic cleaner, would you please clean my gun for me? <laughs> so that's covered. But I've never went fishing with you your dad. You see how that works, though, right? I've never went fishing with your dad. Well, we and should I don't fix know. that. I'm going to, and I'm going to see if I have to put the worm on the hook for him, I too. I love it. Because there's something going on there. Actually, I think he taught my brother so he wouldn't have to either. And then I just kind of like followed his lead. So there you go. So, <laughs> Well, we probably ought to let people know that we have guests on our show today. Oh, my gosh. Such amazing guests. Yes. Yes. And it's going to take me the whole show just to tell you all the great things that these people have done. And they're all dads. They're all dads. Every one of them. Mm-hmm. I have Nick Friedis. He's a Green Beret and a Virginia delegate running in the Commonwealth GOP primary, which takes place on June 12th. He served two combat tours in Iraq. Earlier this year, his his impassioned floor speech about the Second Amendment went viral, getting over 40 million views online. He has an A-plus rating and record, record from, the NRA. from the NRA, 100% rating from the Virginia Citizens Defense League, and has the endorsement of the National Association for Gun Rights, among many others, and... He's a dad of three kids. Nick Freitas, yeah. He's uh, he's really doing amazing things with his campaign in Virginia. And we are recording this show on Monday, June 11th. It's really not supposed to air until the end of the week, but we're going to record, we're going to air it early because we need to motivate people in Virginia to vote for their gun rights. Yes, that's very important. And we also have Michael Rod Rodriguez, a retired Special Force Green Beret sniper. Mm-hmm. Wait. Sure, we have two Green Berets. We do. <clears throat> are you uh, recruiting right now, or what are you doing? <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. He's These guys are medic. pretty impressive. So, <clears throat> He's also a medic who has deployed nine times over 21 years, a proponent to the art therapy, which getting injured dur- after getting injured during his last de- deployment, Rod turned to blacksmithing to aid in his recovery. Hmm, that's interesting. Rod is also one of the only handful of people who has had their portrait painted by our 43rd president of the United States, George W. Bush. Rod's likeness is hanging on the George W. Bush Presidential Library and Museum and also graces a cover of the book titled Portraits of Courage. And he's a dad of three and a brand new grandpa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really exciting. He, he calls his, uh, his kiddos <laughs> monsters. So he's got Monster 1, Monster 2, Monster 3, and the grandbaby is Monster 1.1, I think he's... That's awesome. <laughs> It's cute. Because they are. Hmm. They are monsters. <laughs> we have a three-year-old uh, grandbaby monster mm-hmm. right now. All right. Marcus Allen Weldon is the author of The Santa Shooter, Guilty Until Proven Innocent, an autobiographic true account of the aftermath, really, aftermath of justice, self-defense with a firearm, and he's a dad of a beautiful little girl. Mm-hmm. I've seen her. She's cute. Mm-hmm. Our two, we have Dan Waz, author of Good Gun, Bad Guy. Behind the lines of the anti-gun uh, radical, uh, you want to finish this up because I'm really kind of <laughs> behind the lies of the anti-gun radical. The book that destroys the anti-gun left and exposes all their natural lies and propaganda, and recently published a second book, destroying the anti-gun narrative, and he is a dad. I think that this is your your uh, payback. God's getting you back for giving me a hard time about fishing Pull, and pulling your finger pulling, yes. maybe that's what i need i don't know <laughs> Whoa, okay moving along <laughs> freight miniature an investigative journalist contributor to forbes nra's american number one freedom and many other sites and publications and the author of several books including 
This will make a man out of you. One man's search for human way and manhood in a changing world. And guess what? He's a dad. He's a dad. We have Stephen Sanetti. Mm -hmm. Stephen has served as a president and CEO of the National Shooting Sports Foundation, the the NSSF, the Sporting Arms and Ammunition Manufacturers Institute. Sammy. We know it as Sammy. Yeah. Steve has an eye for the future and is involved in what's important initiatives such as Project Child Safe, the Step Outside Initiative, and a program aimed at suicide prevention. And guess what? He's a dad. He's a dad. All right. Well, stick around because we have this whole lineup of amazing dads, including Dan. Oh, that's right. Happy Father's Day to you as well. Happy Thank Father's you. Day to you, Nick. Nick. I'm looking right at you. Your name's Ed. For today, we'll call you Nick. Actually, Nick Freitas is our first guest uh, right after these messages. Stick around. Lots coming up. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun? Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I'm asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org. Hi folks, I'm Don Carter. If you're looking for the biggest little gun shop in the West, look to azfirearms.com. They have 1,100 guns in stock and a knowledgeable staff to help you find just the right firearm for you. azfirearms.com is my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours too. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And we are celebrating Father's Day today, and each and every one of our guests today are dads. And so it'll be awesome to kind of get a dad's perspective on all the different topics that we're talking about today. And our first guest is Nick Freitas. Nick is a Green Beret and a Virginia delegate running in the Commonwealth's GOP primary, which takes place on June 12th. He served two combat tours in Iraq, 
Earlier this year, his impassioned floor speech about the Second Amendment went viral, garnering over 40 million views online. He has an A-plus rating and record from the NRA, 100% rating from the Virginia Citizens Defense League, and has the endorsement of the National Association for Gun Rights, among many others. And he is a dad of three kids. Well, first of all, thank you for your service, and second of all, welcome to the show, Nick. Well, thank you very much. It was, it was my privilege to serve, and thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Well, and it looks like you are in full gear continuing to serve in the capacity of becoming a delegate, running through a, a, a campaign to serve in the, the national um, government. And that is not easy. Like, I'm thinking maybe you need you needed Green Beret training for <laughs> going through <laughs> that kind well, of thing. I, I do tell people that Green Berets focus on unconventional warfare and counterinsurgency, and I'm amazed at how that prepares you for domestic politics. Oh, it's just madness. You know, every once in a while, somebody will encourage me to put my toe in the water, and then I, I see a couple of those commercials. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm just going <laughs> to, I'll just stick on this side of the microphone and, you know. But uh, it is so encouraging um, to hear people speak the truth about our Second Amendment rights. And that speech that you gave on the floor was so encouraging to those of us who sometimes feel that truth has become all but irrelevant and definitely secondary to how people feel. So what would you say invigorated you at that time that you gave that speech? Well, I think it was two things. One, I was incredibly frustrated by listening to some of my colleagues on the left uh, continually misrepresent what our position is and comparing us to Nazis and segregation is mm. not exactly a way to foster civil discourse. So that, that was one of the things that really frustrated me. And, and the other was this false narrative that this was a question on whether or not we wanted to protect our citizens or have gun rights. And I think uh, I, I certainly look at this way. I know you do, and I'm sure your listeners do. I look at the Second Amendment as a way we do keep our citizens safe. Mm. And so I, I've been trying to explain to anybody that will listen. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. You hear people say they're open-minded. It's like, okay, if you're open-minded, allow me to share a different perspective with you. When you say gun control, you think safety. When I say, when I hear gun control, what I think is there's hundreds of thousands of use cases every year in this country where somebody, a private citizen, uses a firearm in order to prevent uh, an attack, an assault, a theft, a battery. And and almost every single time it's done, it is a weaker person that is defending themselves against a stronger person because they have access to a firearm. So I try to get them to understand when you say gun control, what I hear is hundreds of thousands of new victims because they're the ones that are going to be disarmed, not criminals. It's going to be law-abiding citizens. So I think part of this is changing the narrative so people can understand where we're coming from, that ultimately what the Second Amendment is about is your inherent God-given right to be able to defend yourself. And, and it does have an impact when we make the argument correctly. There's always going to be some that are never going to be convinced. But I think it's important that, you know, when, when we say that we're pro-gun, really what we mean is we're, we're pro-people and mm. we're pro-people being able to defend themselves. Mm. That is so perfectly said. And uh, another friend of mine always says, you know, don't get uh, caught into that being a pro-gun uh, trap. You're pro-rights, you know. Yeah. Um, but I love how you've taken that a step further. Well, what are rights without people, right? Rights just protect yeah, exactly. people. So that is really perfect. So, you know, as we were mentioning, mentioning the political arena is very brutal, 
and uh, you know you are a dad, and so you're running for the United States Senate. How much does being a dad play into your decision to to really put yourself out there in this kind of arena? Well, it's, it can get frustrating at times. I mean, my one of my Republican opponents, not even my Democrat opponent, one of my Republican opponents was making all kinds of slurs about me and, and lying about me publicly. And, and one of my daughters, and one of them was actually kind of ethnically driven, where they were making fun of my last name. And my daughter looks at me and goes, well, you know, Daddy, what's wrong with our last name? Aww. You know, nothing, sweetheart. Don't worry about it. It's, it's just, you know, unfortunately, this happens in politics. But honestly, we you have to look at it as a term of service. The, the problem is, is we have too many people. They look at politics as a career. I don't. I, I was a soldier. I work in the private sector now. And, and I see this as a service a little bit like my military service. And so when you when you view it through that perspective, then you don't expect it to be easy. You don't expect it to be profitable. Uh, you expect it to be difficult. And you expect people, sometimes your own side, to, to come after you. Um, but expecting it is half the battle. Ultimately, it's what is this about? Well, for me, this has always been about winning back our culture. It's about a certain philosophy which puts an emphasis on individual liberty, free markets, and equal justice before the law. And if you're fighting for those things, well, then regardless of the, the trials that come, um, if they're worth fighting for, then they're worth fighting for. And I, I believe the truth demands an advocate. And I'm just very grateful and very blessed that my wife also believes that and my kids believe that. And so when I was overseas in Iraq as a, as a Green Beret, my, my wife talked about it to our kids, like, you know what, this is how our family serves our country. This is how our family serves our community. And we've taken the same approach with respect to politics. Um, so if you if you go into it with that mindset, it changes the whole dynamic, both with the way you legislate and with the way that you deal with the inevitable attacks that come in, in politics. Absolutely. And what I think I'm hearing you say is basically you want to be a public servant. And we see so few examples of that in this realm that we call politics, the political realm, that it, it almost seems like a revolutionary idea, sadly. Um, but, you know, if you're, if you are protecting the Constitution, which you, you will be giving an oath to protect, you've already given an oath protect, to, to protect for life, not just while you're, uh, you know, wearing the uniform. It kind of boggles the mind that we are so divided that there is such a a side on this you know that we're saying on that side or this side why aren't we all focused on the constitution what would you say about that well i think part of it has to do with education i mean quite frankly if you're if you're more conservatively minded if you're pro second amendment there's been a caricature fed about us through popular culture whether it's the music the arts and entertainment theater movies uh, academia and that caricature is is that we're evil and mean and bigoted, and so therefore when we try to have a conversation about policy, inevitably someone is looking at that through, through a lens which says, well, whatever this person says next, I'm not going to trust it because they're an evil person. Mm. And we don't look at the other side that way. I don't look at the left and think they're evil. I look at the left and I think they're wrong. <laughs> and so I, I think part of it has to be, once again, introducing people to who we are on an individual and a personal level. And the thing that I like to emphasize is, you know, the reason why I'm more conservatively minded in the American political tradition is because I place such a huge value on individual liberty. I believe that each person has inherent wealth and, or excuse me, um, inherent um, worth, mm -hmm. and they should be allowed to live their life the way they want. And for the government to come in and attempt to micromanage or, or suppress that, to me, is, 
is not only bad fiscally or, or inappropriate socially, but it's also morally reprehensible. And I think when people can understand that we're coming from a, a perspective of we want each person to be able to live free, Hmm. Um, and then we talk about tax policy or gun policy or whatever it is, all of a sudden then, okay, this is someone that I can listen to. And, and it's the same thing with the Second Amendment debate. We've got to put the emphasis back on we want people to be safe. We want them to be able to defend themselves. And, and ultimately, any government, any government that would try to take away a free person's ability to defend themselves is a government that's trying to turn citizens into subjects. And we just won't have that in this country. Absolutely. I was reading a book recently. I'm on this huge George Washington kick. So I, I want to say that that he said this, this line that's in my mind, but it could have been someone else that said that a democracy can only work if there is trust. And there are elements out there that are purposely picking away at any ability that well, liberals and conservatives, Republicans and, and Democrats, independents can trust one another, just as you said. And so if there's no trust, then it doesn't matter what the message is. It doesn't matter what your intention is. Everybody's going to, on the other side, is going to you know twist that and see it through a, a negative lens. I, I certainly think that's part of it. I, I think the other thing, too, that I would I would quote Washington on is when he talked that, you know, fire has its use, but it's also incredibly dangerous. Mm. And I think the thing that we've got to remember is that the question that we're all trying to ask in society as a whole is how do we fix problems? How do we solve problems? And unfortunately, there, there's many on, on the left that believe that the government is the way you fix all of those problems. Mm. And the thing that I try to point out is that there are literally thousands, you know, millions of ways that we could solve problems, millions of ways that free people can work together in voluntary cooperation in order to address issues. And you see it every day in the marketplace. Um, so when you insist on the government being the one to solve the problem, what you're essentially saying is you have a particular way you want to solve it. And you're going to force everyone else to comply with that. Mm. And whenever you, whenever you adopt a philosophy which says, if you don't do it my way, I'm going to punish you, that's going to cause mistrust. That's going to cause people to feel like they're being controlled and manipulated. And so I just like to say, look, when we keep the government within its constitutional boundaries, government's able to focus on the things that it does well, and it's allow, it allows the rest of us to, to work together in order to fix other problems. But if you're going to insist on a government solution for everything, then be prepared for a great deal of animosity and hostility because you're essentially forcing people to do something against their will. And we just need to drastically limit how much we trust the government to do for us. We can do it better for ourselves or better as a group. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you 100 percent. And it really is a little bit uh, counterintuitive. It's a lot counterintuitive that we think that, well, you can't trust a person, so we've got to have a whole bunch of people that form this thing called government because they're going to do it better. It's like, wait a minute, but that whole thing, that whole forest you just created is made up of people, of trees, right? <laughs> yeah, we are not made of finer clay simply because we were elected. <laughs> I'm telling you, it is craziness. Um we are about out of time, but I just really appreciate you taking the time. I know that tomorrow is a really big day. Um, and I, I see the work you've put in, but there's always more work, work to do. And I just want to have you take a second and tell folks how they can tap into you, maybe ask you last-minute questions or, or follow your campaign or help your campaign in any way. 
Well, I really appreciate that. Yeah, the primary is tomorrow. So if you live in Virginia, please uh, please show up to vote in the Republican primary. It's, it's incredibly important because we do have an opportunity to uh, put a pro-gun senator uh, in the United States Senate and remove one that is very hostile to guns and brags about his F rating from the NRA. Um, go on our website. Go. There's a lot of things always flying around the last couple days of a campaign and we always say if you've got any questions about where i stand on issues or my record please contact us through social media through our website uh, we have people standing by that will be happy to answer those questions but ultimately I, i'm a, i'm a conservative guy that loves our, our right to be able to defend ourselves in the second amendment um, wants to be able to help the president as, as he pushes forward an agenda that lowers taxes lowers regulation and, um, again, we're, we're very excited about the campaign we've run. So uh, nick4senate.com is our website. That's nick4senate.com. And then, again, Facebook and social media, Twitter. Again, we'd love to hear from you and, and love to be able to respond. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Best of luck. God bless and happy Father's Day. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye now. Nick Freitas. All right. Stick around. We have Michael Rod Rodriguez just after these messages. Another Green Beret. This Green Beret is also a dad, and he is going to talk to us about art therapy for injured soldiers and a whole bunch of other stuff. Stick around. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at polygoldestate.com. Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins. Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. You will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. Don't miss out. Everything is going, going, gone at potofgoldestate.com. Hey, everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. 
Well, we are celebrating Father's Day today, and each and every one of our guests is a dad. And our next guest is Michael Rod Rodriguez. He's a retired Special Forces Green Beret sniper and medic who was deployed nine times over 21 years. He's a proponent of art therapy. After getting injured during his last deployment, Rod turned to blacksmithing to aid in his recovery. Rod is also one of only a handful of people who has had their portrait painted by our 43rd president of the United States, George W. Bush. Rod's likeness is hanging in the George W. Bush Presidential Library and Museum and also graces the cover of a book that I own, by the way, titled Portraits of Courage, a Commander-in-Chief's Tribute to American Warriors. And he is a dad of three, and he's a brand-new grandpa. He have, uh, I guess we'll let you explain why your, your grandbaby is Monster 1.1. Welcome to the show, Rod. Hey, Cheryl. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And first of all, before we go any farther, thank you so much for your service. Um, holy cow, not just yours, but you come from a long line of people who serve. And, uh, you know, your monsters, as you call them, are continuing on in that legacy. Yeah, well, we just, can, I mean, we're just blessed with the opportunity to serve this great nation. You know, like my father's a Vietnam veteran, my uh, grandfather's fought in World War II, and, and a little bit of information, too. My great-grandfather actually fought against Pancho Villa. <laughs> you know, wow. uh, it's just kind of it's just kind of what we did. You know, my wife retired recently after 21 years of service, and now, you know, my oldest son, Monster One, um, <laughs> is, uh, you know, just got home from Afghanistan uh, this past January. It's his first deployment, but if you add up my deployments, my wife's deployments, and his, it's 16 for us. Uh, with no end in sight, obviously, he just started his military career, so... Uh, that's why my grandbaby is called Monster 1.1. That's my <laughs> Monster 1 son, and it's just kind of, you know, easy, easier for me to keep track of them. <laughs> I love that. Well, your Instagram page, uh, I really enjoy following because I can just tell how involved in their lives you are and how connected you are as a family, and that is really beautiful um, and, and just a great example because we get so disconnected in this world these days, you know. Our gadgets help connect us in some ways, like I could peek into your your family's life through Instagram, but sometimes it, it causes us to drift from one another. So um, how much of that life of service that you've lived is rooted in that role of being a dad? Well, um, you know, I, I say it all the time. I mean, my first heroes were my father and grandfathers who served this great nation, you know, um, and, you know, I saw them. Um, I heard the stories, uh, you know, about them serving, uh, you know, the, so it just kind of inspired me as a child to do that. But I also saw them, you know, following their service, obviously, um, and the very stoic, quiet man and, uh, you know, good, hardworking. And they're just trying to, it was always putting others first. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my, I was preached servant leadership and, um, you know, I learned that from my fathers and, and, uh, my father and my grandfathers and I, I hoped um, you know, I try, I do the best I can to follow their examples, you know, and I've been fortunate during my 21 years of service, I was actually able to, you know, um, have servant leaders, uh, over me where it was always others before self, which mm. is kind of, you know, kind of the root of, uh, you know, military service. I, I wholeheartedly believe. Um, so I kind of try, try and pass that on to my sons as well. It's always, you know, it is, hard truth is sometimes you know you have to tell people like hey look you know what it's, it's not about you mm -hmm. um it's about others first and that's where it kind of 
me being a father, that's kind of the, the mantra or, you know, guidance or tenet or whatever you want to call it um, that I kind of follow uh, as a father, you know, doing the best I can to provide the best guidance and, and, and choices. Um, but I have to do that by example, you know, lead by example. Absolutely. So follow an amazing example and then therefore be the example. That's that's really beautiful. So speaking of beautiful, your artwork is beautiful, but it's also therapeutic. And so I've seen that you've used it to help support worthy causes. I know you've donated several pieces to charitable organizations. So just talk to us about that whole piece of your life and the therapeutic side of, of art therapy and how you use art therapy to help other veterans. Yeah, so I um, obviously I, everything I make I donate. I've never sold anything I've ever made. I just give them to charities or I present them as gifts as a way for me to say thank you. Because I think we've all been in a situation where we want to say thank you to someone, but then you say thank you, and you're like, oh man, I wish I could say more. Yeah. So this is my my way to pass on a message, and that's the true power behind art. I believe is it art has the ability to tell a story, share an emotion. Um, express, uh, you know, a, a feeling without the use of words. Because if you really think about it, art has been around before the written word. I mean, we got cave paintings that date back hundreds of thousands of years to, to prove that. So that's kind of how I got into it. And when I'm focusing on my art, obviously it's blacksmithing, hot metal. You got to completely um, pay attention to what you're doing. Otherwise, you're gonna either mess up the project or burn yourself or somebody else. Um, mm-hmm. So it requires an intense focus, and it allows you to kind of get to the base of, of um, you know, a thought. And uh, everything I make is is, is an emotional, uh, you know, it's very emotional for me because I put a piece of me uh, into it, you know. It's just part of my story, and um, that's just kind of why it is. And, of course, me being, a you know, a former commando, my stuff takes the shape of commando art, so it's, a lot of it's daggers, uh, some axes. And recently I made a pendant. Um, I got into making pendants. Uh, using some of the uh, 9-11 relic steel from some of the towers that was, uh, you know, entrusted into me that I donated to the um, the NRA. They actually auctioned it off this year at the NRA annual meetings at the Women's Lady Forum, uh, the luncheon. Uh, oh, sure. The so. one year I miss. Oh. <laughs> I know you weren't there. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, well, donate yeah, some more next there. year, would you please? Because I will. Oh, I will. Don't man. worry. Susan, Susan's got me on the books already, so we'll be. <laughs> I'll, I'll be making something for for next year, don't worry. Actually, I have a special project for for you guys coming up with. Well, I don't want to spoil it, so I got I got something coming up that you, you'll you'll actually get an opportunity to see. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about that. Yeah, I've I've gone every year, and this year I happened to graduate. Uh, on well, this... yeah, that's important. Well, it was, <laughs> and I'm super glad that I I went to my graduation. But you know, do they have to schedule everything on the same ten weekends? You know, that happen. Throughout the year, man, and and I've just got my master's. And I think last time we talked, you you were saying you were in a an educational process as well. Is that yeah yeah? I'm about halfway through my master's program right now uh, through Norwich University. I'm pursuing a degree in uh, diplomacy with a concentration in uh, conflict management and avoidance. Um, it's just something I kind of enjoyed doing as a Green Beret. You know, one of the unique things about Special Forces Green Berets with only ones that. Um, you know, we, we speak foreign languages, so we work with the host nations, whether we're doing some counter-drug stuff down in Central South America or you know, the current global war on terror. And I really enjoyed identifying with the culture and, and working on the languages, you know, practicing the whole unconventional warfare, you know, by, through, and with host nations. Um, 
you know, uh, uh, military forces and, you know, teach them, really identifying with them. So I wanted to expand my knowledge on really policy at a policy level. Like, you know, I, I, I never wrote foreign policy. You know, it's one thing I think people need to understand is veterans and service members. We don't write foreign policy. Mm-hmm. We, we enforce it, mm-hmm. no, no doubt. But, you know, a lot of times we get hate. But mm. we're like, look, we're not the ones writing foreign policy. Your elected officials are the ones doing that. Right. Um, so I wanted to expand my, you know, depth of knowledge really on that. So that's kind of why I went into diplomacy. I have no no desires to go into politics or work for State Department. It's just something, you know, I, I, I love to learn. So that's something Fam- I wanted famous to Famous last words. I'll, I'll be looking for the campaign <laughs> signs. <laughs> oh. The, uh, uh, well, if I do, I'll announce. How about this? We'll make a deal. If I do, I'll announce it on your show. I deal? like it. That's a deal right there. All right. Well, Pinky, swear to that. It probably ain't gonna happen. So don't get your hopes up. But. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, the guest we had on before you is Nick Freitas, who's also a Green Beret. And, oh yeah, uh, I know. Yeah, me and Nick know each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, that's awesome. Really, really great guy. He I mean, uh, really is. Uh, there's a servant leader for you, definitely. Yeah. And I love Good that. Father. In- I love that endorsement yeah. of him. And I was saying, I think that when I turn on the commercials for, uh, you know, politics and, and politicians, I think you need Green Beret training to <laughs> sustain going into <laughs> politics. So, whew, man, put, put your flat gear on, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what, before we run out of time, do you have any big, like, events coming up? Uh, what's what's something that you've got some art coming up in? Or is there something going well, on at the museum? Probably, well, it's, it's with regard to the, the Bush Center, so the, uh, the artwork has actually started to tour. It's no longer on exhibit at the Bush Institute. So right now it's in uh, Springfield, Missouri. Mm. Um, and in it's going to start touring the country. So, you know, they'll, they'll announce it. If anybody wants to know where it's going to be at, uh, go to the uh, bushcenter.org and look for Portraits of Courage. You can just, you know, put it in there and it'll show you the, uh, the current schedule of where it's going to travel. So it'll provide the opportunity for you know, uh, the Institute and, to, and the boss, you know, to share his artwork with everyone. And I think we talked about it last time. I think the true power in, in uh, was really special about the, you know, the boss's that passion project of his, which is the Portraits of Courage, was that, um, you know, um, anybody can pick up that book. And I hope you do. If you're listening, go buy, uh, go buy a copy. There's my, there's my plug for the boss. But uh, mm-hmm. um, buy a copy of the book and you can, anybody can read the stories within that book and identify with us and it really kind of breaks down that civilian military misunderstanding that kind of exists today um we're just everyday everyday citizens you know it's who we are um you know so you can pick up the book whether you served or you didn't serve or you never knew anybody that served and identify with us and it's really really powerful and impactful and it's not a book about like oh these poor veterans no it's it's a it's a book of triumph and, and victory so uh, mm-hmm. if anybody buys a book i would download the audio version that way you can listen to the boss read the book to you. Oh, I like that idea. I love it. Okay, well, yeah. we've got to run. I want to say happy Father's Day to you. And just real fast as we leave, if somebody wanted to reach out to you and learn more about art therapy or just anything that you're involved in, how would they do that? Um, the easiest thing to do is just, I guess, follow me. Uh, find my Instagram. It's pretty easy to find. Monsters Dad, M-O-N-S-T-E-R-Z Dad. Um, so I, I, I'm 
busy in a, a lot of different things, and I've recently become the director of the Global War on Terror Memorial Foundation, so I'm also building a, a national war memorial in Washington, D.C., so there's something else I got going on. <laughs> so wow. just go to Instagram, and, and you can figure it out from there. I love it. Thank you so much. It's always great talking yeah. to you. Michael Rod Rodriguez. All right. Thank you for having me, Cheryl. Absolutely. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right, stick around. We have Marcus Allen Weldon on the other side of these messages. He's known as the Santa Shooter. He wrote a book called Guilty Until Proven Innocent. It's an autobiographical true account of the aftermath of a justified self-defense event with a firearm. Stick around. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. AZFirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. AZFirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit AZFirearms.com. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I'm asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. you for sticking around with us you are with gun freedom radio where we engage we educate and we inform we are brought to you by azfirearms.com the biggest little gun shop in arizona well today we are celebrating father's day and each and every one of our guests is a dad we have waiting in the wings our good friend Marcus Allen Weldon. He is the author of The Santa Shooter, Guilty Until Proven Innocent, an autobiographical true account of the aftermath of justified self-defense with a firearm. And he's the dad of a beautiful little girl. Welcome to the show, Marcus. Hey, thanks. Glad to be here. How are you? Oh, so good. So glad that we could squeeze in some time. And it's been way too long. You know, I think it was 10 months ago the last time we had you on. Yeah, I think so. It's 
crazy. You know, Congratulations to you as well. I see you graduated. I've been still following you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, we used to pick up the phone and, and lose two or three hours of chatting. But, you know, with me going to school and stuff, it just hasn't worked. But Wait a minute, Marcus. What about gra- congratulating me? She graduated. <laughs> I lived oh, through I it. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Dan needs some... Congratulations to you both. He, he definitely needs a couple of high fives. Uh, whew, school is it's intense. Have you um, seen her when she's studying? <laughs> oh, man. I can only imagine. Yeah, he stays way over uh, in, in Detroit so that he doesn't have to be um, <laughs> party to any of that. But So the last time we did speak, you were just about a year past your not guilty verdict. But at that time, right. you were still wrestling with the courts, trying to completely restore your right to possess a firearm. Now, your situation is something that any one of us could find ourselves dealing with. And you're a dad. So is there anything in your story that will help what you teach your daughter about either the law or the Constitution? Or, I mean, so much of what happened to you was completely unavoidable. So I don't even know that that's a fair question. But what would you say about that? Well, first, I, I teach my daughter firearm safety. That's the first thing I've mm-hmm. really, really been pushing in my household now. Um, of course, she knows that her dad just went through this arduous case, and she knows that I carry a firearm, so I had to really, really make it black and white for her. Because mm-hmm. at the time, she was five, and, uh, you know, she really didn't understand what was going on. She just know, She just knew that dad... I'd use a firearm and then, you know, possibly kill someone. Mm. And so I had to really explain to her what happened, understanding that the gun is not the bad guy, mm-hmm. you know, that they demonized a firearm just because I used a firearm does not mean that I'm a bad person. Mm-hmm. I was defending myself and I showed her uh, um, the firearms that I do own, gave her the safety uh, the safety, uh, you know, the good old safety talk of, you know, how do you, what do you do when you see a firearm? Mm-hmm. And, I, I, you know, it's really, she's really like to the point now where when she sees them and it doesn't bother, doesn't phase her, she's not running around looking through drawers to go play with them, even though that's more so like a little, maybe a little boy thing. I think sons do that more than daughters. But mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the very first thing that I, I really had to establish because she was confused and wanted to know why is dad carrying a gun mm-hmm. and why did he shoot someone? Mm-hmm. And then next, it was about understanding why do we have the Second Amendment and what is it for. And, you know, she's a little young to really kind of grasp the whole, you know, Second Amendment Constitution uh, tyranny aspect. But she understands American history well enough to understand that, hey, there are, there are rights in place for us as human beings that we can live and be free. So we're able to establish that. And slowly fear. She's going into fourth grade now, so they'll really be tackling more history now that she's getting older. So mm-hmm. she'll be ahead of their class for sure, mm-hmm. and understanding what it's it, what's it for. Because I'm sure the school is not going to give her the the proper uh, definition of, or the proper <clears throat> understanding of the Second Amendment. Was it what was it uh, really uh, really for in the beginning when they, our founding fathers wrote it? Absolutely, and and that is something that. And I don't think that we could overstate and talk about too much is that, you know, I think too many parents kind of abdicate all of our children's education to school. And, you know, we don't follow up. We don't check back in with them. 
and say, so what, what was your lessons today? What were they about? What could you teach me? Maybe I don't know something, you know, and approach right. it that way. So then the kid is, is now, your ch- children are now telling you, well, what they learned at school. And then you can kind of help, you know, fill in the gaps and, you know, kind of shepherd them towards the rest of the story, maybe, because <laughs> you know there's right. going to be some things uh, left out. And so I really admire that you, you're doing that with your own daughter. Marcus, what I see is that the best thing that you taught your daughter is never give up. Oh, wow. The, the experience that you went through with that. Yes. When you thought that, you know, I mean, it was the end and you just didn't give up. You'd be in jail right now if you wouldn't have just fought. Absolutely. The plea deal system was another thing I talked about because, of course, not giving up, not accepting the plea deal, which 93 to 94% of the cases that we see, they do that. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point, Dan. And, and Danny, it was really, that's one of the things that I've uh, stood strong on is not giving up and keeping my faith. Absolutely. Well, that's why you're my hero. And I'm not, that's not a joke. You were my hero because uh, under a, a plea deal and you said no and you did what was right and you fought for what was right and you, you, um, you earned your freedom by doing that. Well, thanks. That makes me feel great inside because <laughs> I admire you too. Aww. And, uh, you know, we have def- you definitely have, what, how many years has it been? I think about two years that we've known each other, I believe. I, I think three. we've always known each other, but for some reason, if you look at the calendar, it's only been two years. But yeah, and that's what I was getting ready. To, I was getting ready to say that it feels so much longer than just the two or three years. Of, you know, we talk so much. And so true. So, so much rapport between us. So true. So you know, one thing that you and I definitely have in common is that we're both avid readers, and usually when yes. we do get on the phone together, it's about something you just read or something I just read. Um, and I know that reading was one of the ways that you kept yourself going when there was so much stacked against you. And I thought maybe you could think maybe uh, on the fly, it might be hard, but two or three books that you might suggest Mm -hmm. to our audience that were key to keeping you encouraged to, to fight those injustices you were facing. Right. Well, one thing I read that I was one of my favorite authors is Malcolm Gladwell. He's one of my favorite authors as a whole, but he had a, p- a particular book called Blink, and mm-hmm. it was all about the uh, snapshot judgment, how your mind kind of takes a little bit of information that it has, makes a, a, de- a decision or a judgment mm. based on just the small evidence, you know, that you may be able to gather in that quick, quick glimpse. Mm-hmm. So it talked about different police shootings. It talked about how people become experts and able to really control their subconscious and when they're able to really look at something make the most accurate decision they can in a small period of time and it really drew me close because I felt like you know when you looked at my situation the quick snapshot uh, judgment that you probably would have made looking at the news and looking at how I was dressed as Santa and had a gun you would probably say hey he's guilty Mm. but when you start to pull the layers back you start to see that, hey, okay, now I get more to the story and I'm able to see that there's a, there's a bigger picture. And that was the whole purpose of the book. Mm-hmm. And the second book, I would have to say, honestly, the second, it was not, it's not really a book, but, well, I guess it is, The Constitution for Dummies. Yeah. <laughs> there's a series of, you know, there's a series 
of books where they kind of break down stuff uh, uh, a 10-year-old can understand. And yeah. It was a book, The Constitution for Dummies, that I picked up, and it's just funny because the title, but... Right. You know, it really, really, really helped me out to kind of understand... Because the, the, the Constitution has always been kind of like kind of a, what's the word, look for an abstruse type of text, mm-hmm. like kind of hard mm-hmm. to understand. So it gives you like the black and white version. It gives you the, you know, the, the version where you can explain it to your three-year-old or, or uh, eight-year-old. And uh, it really helped me to kind of break down our rights as a people mm-hmm. Marcus, in America. My whole library consists of books <laughs> ending in the title for dummies, okay? <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> they're awesome. good books. I mean, they're, they're great series. It's true. It's true because why make things confusing? We know what's funny is that when the Constitution was written, it was written for the common man, the common woman in common language, but language has definitely changed over time. So, oh, God. Yes, it has. So, <laughs> my favorite book is a book about dummies for dummies. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I see what you did there. Um, well, right. we are running out of time so quickly already, but um, I just wanted to give you a chance to tell folks very quickly about your book, what it's about, how they can uh, get a copy for themselves, and just kind of follow what, what you're doing these days. Well, of course, you can always find me on social media, Marcus Allen Weldon, and uh, Amazon has my book, uh, Santa Shooter, Guilty and Proven Innocent. It's also on Kindle. It's on every uh, on iTunes, uh, the Barnes and Noble website. Pretty much any any website that sells any major website that sells uh, books. And you can also go on my website, MarcusWeldon.com, get a little bit more info about me, different interviews, and things that I got coming up in the near future, as well. Different projects. Very good. Now I keep seeing you in in a studio with headphones on. Are you running a regular mm-hmm. podcast? Well, I started actually, I was co-hosting with my attorney and we were doing a, a, a political, it was different, uh, politics and power was the name of the show and I was the co-host. But we had some, uh, some issues actually with the, uh, the owner, I guess, of the station. They were kind of uh, being biased uh. kind of towards other people yeah. that had the agenda that they wanted to push. We've been through that, so yeah, <laughs> not so here where we are now. They, but. they weren't really gun-friendly. How about that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's our, our past story. Um, yeah. But so anyway. It kind well, of got shut down kind of quick, but it was a learning experience. Absolutely, and there are free airwaves out there. Uh, like, and you, you know, when the time's right, you'll find another avenue. But we've got to run for now. But thank you so much for for spending a few minutes with us. I can't wait until we figure out when we get to be in the same place at the same time again. And uh, just want to wish you happy Father's Day. Thank you so much, and happy Father's Day to you too, Dan. Well, thank you very much. Have a good one. All right. God bless. All right. God bless. All right. Marcus Allen Weldon. Love him. Good friend. All right. Well, stick around. We still have our number two of Gun Freedom Radio, where we have a whole lineup still of some great dads. Stick around. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. 
Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Hey, this is Lloyd Bailey, the Armed Lutheran, host of the Armed Lutheran radio podcast, reminding you that the podcast you're listening to is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Check out all the great content at selfdefenseradio.net.